Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to the Res Life Big Rapids podcast. We're glad you found us, and we hope this message helps shape you into something that looks like Christ. Now let's listen in. Yeah, yeah. Give it up for Tracy tonight. Give it up one more time for Tracy. Come on. Uh, so I said we're going to change gears today, and actually what she talked about there in her video is what we are going to talk about for the next couple of weeks, and that is prayer. Everybody say prayer. prayer. It's something that people struggle with. Uh, a lot of people, they, they don't know how to pray, or they're afraid to pray, or they feel like they're just talking and they're not hearing anything back from God, and, and so, so I think it's important that we talk about prayer. So before I get into uh, today, tonight's message, uh, I want to take, take some time to do what I do every week, and let's pray before we even get into it so we can ask God to be part of it. Father, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for each and every person who's here, God. I thank you that you, it was within your plan somehow for them to be here tonight. So I pray that tonight your word speaks to their heart. Lord, let it not be the words that I'm speaking, but your words through me. Father, I just pray that you give us ears that hear, give us hearts that understand, Lord, and give us minds that desire to live like you and to live for you. Father, you lead this service so that it can produce great fruit in our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, if you grew up in church like I did, uh, you probably learned some prayers that you would recite on, on a regular basis. Now, uh, anybody, anybody grow up in church and have like a, have like a, 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 sorry, a dinner time prayer? Anybody have that? Dinner time prayer. Okay, so I had this, and it went like this. Come, Lord Jesus. You guys know this one? Be our guest and let this food to us be blessed. Okay, like four of you knew that one. Uh, I'm alone on an island. Uh, I, I, I think, I, we don't do this with our kids, but I thought if we recited a prayer uh, for, for dinner, it, it would go something like, good food, good treats, good God, let's eat. <laughs> like that's, that's how I feel every night with our kids, like, come on, let's just do this. Um, or maybe you had the bedtime prayer. Anybody have a bedtime prayer? Now I lay me, you know that one? I, I remember I recited this every night. My parents said, okay, now it's time to pray. And I would, I would pray this prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray my soul, the Lord shall keep. And if I die... Before I wait, like I'm six and I'm praying about dying every night. Like what? Is, why? Why? Are, why is that part of the prayer? Like who thought this prayer up? But uh, but if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. What a happy, happy thought. Now you may have ended it with a different version. I didn't get that version. I got the R-rated version, the, the death every night version. Mom, am I gonna die? I don't know. But if you do, God will take your soul. That makes me feel like so much better. <laughs> if you were raised Catholic, you probably learned to recite some prayers. Uh, like, like, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou, uh, art thou, I can't, I can't talk in King James Version. Uh, uh, amongst women, the, the blessed, <laughs> really, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour again of our death. That is... <laughs> How that line goes. Why are we talking about death so much? But uh, I remember reciting some of these, not that one, because I'm not Catholic, or I didn't grow up Catholic, but many of you did. Um, and there's nothing wrong with reciting prayers. I don't think there's anything wrong with reciting these pre-written, pre-thought-out, pre-constructed prayers. But, but I think all too often, when we pray recited prayers... We don't connect our heart in relationship to God. We miss out on the heart piece. You see, prayer is supposed to be genuine communication with God. 
Prayer is supposed to be genuine, authentic, real communication with God. And the concern I have with recited prayer is that it takes your own personal heartfelt feelings out. Now, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with recited prayer. But if all you know is standard recited prayers, how do you pray when your kid is failing math class? Right? What, what, what recited prayer are you going to pray? If all you know is recited prayers, what are you going to pray when you're going through a divorce? What are you going to do? We could go through lists and lists of things that happen in life that aren't found in recited prayers in the Bible. We, we could go through all of that. We don't need to. The, the, the thing is, is during this, during this series, I want to talk about this, but is that, that prayer is supposed to be genuine communication with God. And for it to be genuine, it has to come from the heart. Okay? During this series, I want to address recited prayer as well as all kinds of different prayer that we see in the Bible. I also want to address um, who we should be praying to. A minute ago, I recited a prayer to Mary. Is that biblical? Should we be talking about that stuff? I'm going to talk about that over the next couple weeks. It's going to be in there. Um, we will talk about how Jesus said we should pray. You guys have recited this one before, the way Jesus said to pray, pray the Lord's prayer, prayer, right? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as is, so on and so forth. We're going we're gonna to talk about that. We're going to look at some specific key players in the Bible, the, the famous people in the Bible, and, and some of the prayers that they prayed and why they prayed them and how we can look at their prayer and apply it to our lives and, and maybe adapt some of it into our prayer life. So we're going to talk about all this, but today I want to focus on introducing us to what prayer really is all about. And, uh, and the best way to put it, I think, is to compare talking with God or praying to God with talking with a friend. Everybody say friend. You see, uh, last week, Easter Sunday, I used that scripture where Jesus says, no longer do I call you servants, but now I call you what? Friends. Jesus Jesus wasn't saying, like, I want to be the guy that kicks it with you at the bar on Thirsty Thursday, right? That's not what, that's not what Jesus was, was trying to say. What Jesus was trying to say is, I want you to look at the relationship with me differently than you have before. I don't want you to look at me just as a king who lords over me. Instead, I want you to look at me in, in a way, and I want you to have a relationship with me in a way where it's like a friend, somebody who is close to you, somebody who is right by your side all the time. This is what Jesus is trying to, trying to explain when he says this. The thing about communication with the friend is that when you talk to a friend, they what? They talk back. They talk back. So when you talk to God, does God respond? Do you feel like in your life, and you don't, don't answer out loud, just think about the question. Do you feel like when you talk to God, that he talks back. I want to focus on three different ideas today, and maybe they'll help you to better understand this conversation with God thing. And I think, truthfully, a lot of people, when it comes to prayer, they feel like they are talking, but they're never hearing anything in return. They feel like, they feel like they're that crazy guy or girl that they see walking down the street talking to themselves, you know those people? And maybe they're praying, guys. Way to judge them. Um, but... But you feel like maybe you're that, like that person. You're, you're, you maybe think you're crazy because you're talking, but you're never hearing anything back. Nothing's happening. And, and I would say that this feeling is extremely common. 
that, that for most people, or for, for most people at some point in their walk with God, they feel like they're talking and they're not hearing God talk back. And, and I think this is for a couple reasons. The first is we are, we're sensory people, right? We're like if we can see it, if we can touch it, if we can taste it, if we can hear it, if we can feel it, then, then we can believe it. But God is not, is not like you and me in the way of we, it needing to see it to believe it. He is a spiritual being. He does things in a different way. So in order to receive that communication back from God, we need to be able to receive it in a spiritual way. I would like to tell you that, that being a pastor, I would like to tell you that, that when I've prayed, I've heard God's audible voice. That, that you know, I said something in, yes, Ross, you should do this. But, uh, but that's never happened to me. I've never heard God's audible voice. And I say that to say this to you. Some of you are praying and you're hoping to hear God's audible, real, like loud voice in your life. And you're, you haven't. And so you feel like you should give up on prayer. Your own pastor has not heard God's audible voice. Now, some people have heard that. And, and, and I'm not saying that it's impossible. But what I'm saying is you don't need to feel bad if you have never heard God's audible voice. I have never heard it. But I will tell you this. God has, talk, has spoken to me in my spirit before. Clearly. See, we have to think in, in a different manner. Number one of the ideas I want to talk about tonight is this. A spiritual God communicates in a spiritual way. Spiritual God communicates in a spiritual way. You see, again, we conduct our lives in the natural, but God's ways are supernatural. The, just the other night, it was Monday night, I was sleeping, and I was having this really weird dream. And, uh, and I want to tell you about it. So I was, I was having this really weird dream that, that I was like hanging out with a bunch of Jewish people. And, uh, and, and I don't know why this, this is the case. But, uh, I'm, and, and while I'm with them, they're like practicing Jews. And, and I'm with them. And in the dream, I'm like studying the Jewish faith. I'm studying what, uh, you, you know, what they, they believe and all these different things. And in, in an instant, in the middle of the night, in the middle of the stream, I, I wake up. And, and I just, in my head, not out loud, not anything fancy, in my head I just think, like, God, are you asking me to study the Jewish faith? And in my spirit, immediately, I felt the words, I am. Clear, clear as day. It wasn't an audible voice. It wasn't anything fancy. It was just like this, like, really, God? I am. I didn't get out of my bed and wash my hands in holy water and get on my knees and, and do all of this like ceremonial stuff to pray. No, I, all I did was, was say, God, is this what you want me to do? And I felt him in my spirit, in my heart, inside of me, say I am. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to study this out. I, why? I don't know why he would direct me to do this. So uh, this week I'm in the office and I'm, and well, just so you know, you know, we're tearing down the building, right? Amen. Yeah. Woo. And so I have now had to move my office uh, into the nursing mother's room. Woo woo. Uh, and Pastor Paul is in there with me, and the dude won't stop talking, okay? I don't know if I'm going to get anything done. But, uh, but so, no, that's not true. He was in and out of the office a lot. And so I had some time in there, and I, I was studying the Jewish faith, and it was re found some really interesting things about uh, uh, Judaism versus, or not versus, but in comparison to Christianity. And, and I'm digging into all this stuff. And I, 
I accidentally uh, packed all of my books in a tote that is now in the back of a storage unit, <laughs> and I can, and so now so I have no books to read. And so I was recommended a book last Sunday before I had the dream, and I, I thought, well, I'll go in the bookstore and see if we have it. We did have it. I, I pick it up, and on the front of the book is the, the Israeli flag. I open it up, and it's all about the Jewish faith. Hmm, what a coincidence, right? And so then my wife and I were watching a show, and on the show, there's this Jewish rabbi, and there's all these things about faith in it. And then I bored her brains out while I explained all the things I had learned about Jewish I don't know why God wants me to study it, but I felt him in my spirit answer me. It wasn't an audible voice. So what I'm saying is that we need to maybe change the way that we're listening, right? We need to look for things in a different way. Here's, here's the facts, is that if you're expecting God to answer your prayer in a specific way, you might just miss the answer. If you're only looking in one direction, expecting God to answer your prayer in a specific way, you might miss his answer to your prayer. A couple uh, years ago, I was... Uh, I was here, I was the worship leader, and I was having kind of a personal, you know, crisis moment. Nothing huge, just kind of like, God, what are you doing in my life? What's going on? Where, where are we going? And ministry and things like that. And I went into uh, the same room, which is the nursing mother's room, but back then, well, now it's my office. Back then, it was the prayer room. <laughs> I know, it's confusing, right? So I went in there, and I just spent, I spent like an hour praying. And, and I'll be honest with you, like for me to spend an hour praying, there's a lot of things I can do with my time. And, and, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't spend an hour praying, but that's a long time for me to just sit down and pray. So maybe you're like me, right? And so I pray throughout the day as I'm going, but to just sit down and pray for an hour on a regular basis, sometimes for me is tough. So I did this that day, and I wrote down these questions that I had, had prayed to God. And, and some things that I was specifically praying for. This is crazy. I, I walk out of the room, and about 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, I'm in, I'm in the back offices, and the pastor at that time comes up and says, hey, somebody gave me this note uh, that they wrote for you like two weeks ago, and I forgot to give it to you, but here it is. And on that note was word for word, line for line, the answer to every one of my prayers. She had written it two weeks before. So, guys, if we're looking for God to answer in a specific way, we might not ever experience it. We, not, we might just, like, two ships in the night, right? We might pass by each other. So we have to be listening and looking for God's response. We have to be listening and looking for God's response. In John 10, 27, it says this. It says, my sheep listen to my voice. Everybody say the word listen. My sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. One problem in today's society is we don't want to take the time or put the effort in to actually listen for God's response. We don't want to listen to it. We don't want to wait for it. And, and my wife always makes fun of me because whenever we're with a group of people and a question comes up, like, I wonder, you know, what's going on with this, or I wonder what the, the truth about that is, I immediately pull my phone out and Google it, right? And she's like, do you really have to do that right now? It's like, yes, I need the facts and I need them now. How many people would like the answer to their prayer right now? I know, I know that I've been in that place. I know, I, like, I want it now. I don't want to wait. I don't want to have to put effort in. I just want to pray the prayer and get the answer. Isn't that the way that it's supposed to be? The, the fact of the matter, though, is that this thing called faith takes a little bit more effort than Google. 
I know our society has taught us that we should be able to have everything right now. And we wonder why the, the past generations of people were so faithful and so strong in their faith. It's because they didn't live in a society where when you asked a question, you had the answer in a millisecond. They lived in a society where when you asked the question, it took some time to get the answer. So it's only natural that with God, when you ask the question, it's okay if it takes some time for, to receive the results. But today's different. So we have, to, we have to change that. So number two, it kind of answers this question, what should we be looking and listening for? We should be, we, or sorry, the, the line is this. Number two is the response to your prayer or prayers will be one that glorifies the Father. So if we're looking for the answer to our prayer, the answer to our prayer will be one that glorifies the Father. What do I mean by that? Well, Jesus himself explains this to us. And, and I think this is important because you've heard this scripture before, but you've pulled different parts of it out and you've lived according to one part, but we forgot another. Ver, uh, John 14, 13 says, and I will do whatever you ask in my name. Say whatever you ask. Okay, that's the part that we get caught up on. We look at that and we go, well, well, it says in the Bible that he'll do whatever we ask. So I should be able to pray about anything and receive it, right? That's what we think. But we forget the next part that says, so that the Father may be glorified. So that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And then in verse 14 it says, you may, you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Now this, again, seems like, well, we should be able to ask anything we want. And God's just going to provide, provide, provide. He's going to make all these things happen. It's just going to happen. But we, we forget to, to focus on the construct that God puts in there. The response to your prayer will always be one that glorifies God. So God knows your heart, right? Does God know your heart? Wait, he knows your heart better than you know your heart, right? I mean, this is a fact of the matter. So if your prayer is something like, God, I hope I can kiss her on our date tonight. I wouldn't plan on God fulfilling that. Now that may happen on your date tonight. Hopefully you're not on a date at church. That would be a weird prayer to pray while you're coming to church. That may happen, but I wouldn't put God in the middle of that and claim that God's the one that made that happen. Obviously, the scripture says we can pray for anything. This is true, but we need to expect the result to be one that glorifies God. I, I, you know how many times I've been in a tree stand and I've seen a huge buck walking across the field over there and said, Lord, you just, Lord, if you will make that deer walk closer to me, God, I will baptize every one of my children. I will, God, I will, I will lead them to the Lord. I'll dedicate my wife to you, God. That was extra. That wasn't in first service. Uh, God, I promise if you send it close, I will, the arrow will fly true. Not like the one I missed last week. Like this, like it's going to happen, God. Only to see that deer boldly walk in the opposite direction. This has happened to me more times than I can tell you. And, and I think like, come on, God. Like, aren't you, it says ask anything. But, but we got to remember that whatever we ask God for, the result has to glorify him. It can't glorify ourselves. And I talk about deer hunting, and you might not be a hunter, but, but in any situation of your life, you got to start to think about where is your heart really at. Because if God can see your heart, he knows if the motives of your prayer are actually going to glorify God. 
And so we've we got to kind of change our expectations here. The problem is when earthly, res earthly results don't happen the way we want, we blame God. And it creates a crack in our faith. One that the devil wants to exploit. Be honest with yourself. Is what you're asking for honestly going to glorify God? You know how many people I've talked to said, if God would just answer my prayer for more finances, then I, could, then I, then I promise I would give more. Can you be honest and say that's true? Or is the reason you want more finances in your life because you want things to glorify you? Now, it's not wrong to ask God to be your provider so you can have more finances, but it's all about the heart. You know, there's a lot of people that pray for a relationship. They're praying for that right guy or that right girl to come into their life. And they say, God, if you'll just bring that right person, I promise I'll do it your way this time. I'll be pure. But God knows your heart. Are you being truthful? Or are you just trying to get what you need, what you want? I sometimes think, like, what if we were God? That'd be scary. Thank God we're not God. But what if you were God? And you could see everybody's heart. And you could know that when they ask whether their motives were to glorify God or not. Part of this series, one of the weeks, we'll also talk about what, it, what it's like when God says no. Because that's an answer, too. Number three, you don't need a response to experience results. Now, this might not make sense to you. You might think, wait a second. Yes, I do need God to respond for me to have results in my life. No, you don't. The Word says it really clearly, and I want to read this to you so you can grasp this. Philippians 4, verse 6, says, it says this. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Now in verse 7, it just continues on. It says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ, or in Christ Jesus. It's a great, and that's a powerful scripture. But often when we read it, we don't actually read it. We add things in without realizing we add things in. It does not say that when God answers your prayer, then you'll have peace. It, it literally says, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard you. In other words, the peace is supposed to come before the response. So how does that happen? How is it possible to live out that scripture, to have results before the response from God. To have peace, it's this, it's this word, and it's, it's kind of a sticky word that kind of goes all over the place in the Bible. It's called faith. Everybody say faith. See, you've got to have faith in God. You have to have faith in Him in order for that to happen. We have more faith in Amazon than we do in God. Let me explain this to you. 
It, you, you see, we're, again, we're sensory, touch and feel people. We, we've got to have something in our hands to believe it. And, and so it used to be that when you wanted to go shopping for something, you would go to Walmart. Everybody say Walmart. Look, we just promoted Walmart. Maybe you'll go there later. And uh, that's up to you. At Walmart, you can grab the item off the shelf, and you can walk up to the, the cashier, and you can... You, can, you actually don't have to set it down unless you go to self-scan. Then you've got to put it in the weighing thing. But if it doesn't weigh enough, then it, it says it's not reading it. Then you've got to say, I don't want to bag this item. And that's really annoying. Which has nothing to do with the message. Um, but you could go there, and you can hand them your money, and you physically have it in your hand. Okay? You have the item in your hand. See, but we, we're, we're a crazy generation. Instead, we will go onto a computer and look at a picture of an item that we'd like. Not even the real item, a picture. And then we will, on blind faith, send our money to someone we've never seen before that we can't actually touch or feel or reach out to, and we just expect the item to show up at our house. Before they had tracking numbers and things like that, we just had to like sit back, like, yeah, I think it'll be here Tuesday. I'm not sure. Hopefully it will. I have somebody at the house waiting for it. You know, like, and we, we just had faith in Amazon. We had faith on online stuff. Now we have a tracking number. It would be nice if there was a tracking number for our prayers, wasn't it? Like JesusSends.com and just put in your number and, oh, the prayer will be answered on Wednesday. And that would be great. But that's not how it is. Um, we trust that Amazon will ship us something no matter what. But we won't trust that God will answer our prayer. The God who is more powerful than any earthly thing. Who, who is the God who can do the impossible. The God who created the mind that even thought of Amazon. And, and we'll trust Amazon, but we won't trust him. Everybody say the word trust. We have to learn to trust God. Today is just, just an intro to to talking about prayer. But I think a couple of the things that I pointed out today are really important for you to remember. You wrote them down. A spiritual God communicates in a spiritual way. The response to your prayer will be one that glorifies the Father. You don't need a response to experience results. The whole point of that Philippian scripture the whole, that, that whole, you know, cast your cares to God or present your requests to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. What does that mean? It's talking about when you have something that's creating turmoil in your life and you pray to God and you say, God, I want you to take care of it. That if you can honestly trust in him, when you let go of it, you don't ever have to grab back on. Instead, what we do is we, we play tug of war with God. We throw the other end of the rope to him, and he grabs on, and we go, oh, I'm just not ready to let go. I'm still going to hold on, God, and I'm still going to have a little bit of control of where this thing goes. And we don't experience the peace the Bible's talking about. Instead, we continue to battle and struggle. And now the problem is we're not only struggling with our situation here, but we're struggling with God because we feel like he's not answering the prayer. But we won't even let go of the rope. 
we've got to allow him to take control. A lot of us, we throw the rope, and as God's about to grab it, we pull it away from him. You say, oh, no, I'm just going to hold on to that. We need to get to a place where we can throw him the other end of the rope, and we can just drop our end. And then you will experience the peace because you don't have to worry about it anymore. You know, and I believe, some of us don't like to hear this, but I believe wholeheartedly that sometimes God's timing isn't our timing, and sometimes we got to wait. Sometimes we got to pray a prayer, and we just need to accept the peace that surpasses understanding and just hang on and just allow Him to do His thing because He's orchestrating things in the background for us. These people over here that are saying, come on, it's because they've walked through this valley. They've walked through this situation. God wants to fulfill stuff in you, but we got to be willing to say, I'm going to let you take control of it, God. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to wait. I'm going to look, I'm going to listen. I'm going to be ready for your response. And then when he responds, it's fulfilling. It's, it's, it's life purpose fulfilling. Just right where you're at, everybody, just close your eyes. We're not going to pray yet, but I want everybody to close your eyes. Why don't you take just a minute? And I want you just to think about the, probably the biggest prayer situation in your life right now. Think about what that is. What is the prayer that's on your heart tonight? Maybe it is financial. Maybe it's about provision or your job, relationships with people. Maybe it's emotional. Just put your focus on it right now. Father, you know every heart in this place. You know every person here, and you know what they're thinking about right now. You know the prayers that are on their hearts. You hear their voice in the Spirit praying the prayer, saying, this is what I'm dealing with. And Father, I pray right now in this place, right in this moment, that you will speak to their heart, that you will speak to them about taking that burden. Lord, help to build in them a a trust and give them a peace, understanding that you are in control. That as they release the end of the rope that's connected to their prayer, as they release it and allow you to take control of it, that they can relax and have peace and the anxiety can be gone and the struggle can be gone with that prayer. And Lord, I pray that you will give them vision, give them ears that hear, Lord, to see and to feel and experience the answer to the prayer. But in the midst of it, right now, God, I pray that you just put a peace on them that goes beyond their understanding of the situation. Thank you that you're a loving Father, that your word is full of promises, and that you are faithful to fulfill those. Just like the one that we read about in John, where you say, I will answer. With everybody's eyes closed here, if you're here and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, or maybe you did once, but you've walked away from him. And today you want, you want to ask him to be Lord again. You want to live for him. I want to give you that opportunity. See, 
God wants you to live a fulfilling life. And what I just talked about with people's prayers, what I just prayed to God about him taking the situation and him leading them through the situation, God wants to do that with your entire life. He wants you to live whole, fulfilled, happy, purpose-driven. And he wants you to know that you can be part of a family, family of God. So if that's you and you want to make Jesus Lord of your life tonight, I want to give you that opportunity right now. With everybody's eyes closed, just where you're at, slip your hand up. Is there anybody who wants to make Jesus Lord tonight? Awesome. Awesome. Keep those hands up. The ushers are just going to hand you an envelope real quick. Nobody else looking around. Awesome. Okay, with everybody's eyes closed, if you made that decision or if you raised your hand just a second ago, just look up here at me. Just you. I just want you to know that I see you tonight. But it doesn't matter what I see. God sees you tonight. And he loves you. He's got great plans for your lives. And he wants to see you do great things. And he wants you to be fulfilled inside. And he wants you to overcome things that have been holding you back. So he can do this. You can do this with him. And I want to be there for you too. If you have questions or you need help or anything like that, we're a family. We are a family and we want to help see people get to their destiny of what God has for them. So we're going to pray a prayer in a minute. And this is going to be you joining the family of God. So you can close your eyes again. This is a two-part process. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is our Lord, which we're going to do in a minute with a prayer, the second part is if we believe in our heart that he rose from the dead, that he really is God, that we will be saved. The second part is the hard part. That's where you go through every part of your life, trusting in him, bringing him along with you, asking him for guidance. When things get tough, you go to God instead of running away or blaming him. When things are great, you celebrate and you give God glory for helping you get to the place that you are in life. We're going to say this prayer in a moment. And if you are at home watching on the live stream, Right now, in your house or in your car, wherever you are, God wants to meet you right where you are. And as we say this prayer, say it with us. And this is you joining the family of God. So let's pray this together. Repeat this after me. Say, Lord, thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross, defeat the grave, and to rise again so that I could be saved. I was a sinner, and I have struggled with sin. But today, I am different. I'm a new creation, a child of God, redeemed, remastered, and remade. I choose to make you Lord of my life and to live for you from this day on. Lead me into the life you created for me. Jesus name. Amen. 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 Awesome. Awesome. Thanks again for tuning in today. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can check us out online at rlcbr.org. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast in the iTunes store or your podcast feed. We love you and remember to always reach up, reach in and reach out. Have a great week.